Welcome to the Rural Revitalization Network podcast, and I am your host, Pastor Rob Beckett. The Rural Revitalization Network is committed to encouraging pastors, churches, and communities throughout rural America to engage, equip, and empower through local resources to build God's church. Welcome to episode 13 of Rural Revitalization Podcast. Today, we want to be talking about witnessing is a privilege and a responsibility. The word witness is interesting since it tells something that we are and something that we are to do. One who sees or experiences something is a witness, and one who tells about that is witnessing. It is clear that all who see or experience something are witnesses, and it is also clear that not all witnesses are witnessing. If you are a Christian, you are a witness. And the question is, how good and faithful of a witness are you? We need to be identified by love and the fact that we have a mission that shows through our actions and a a witness that we can tell others as Christians with a message of hope to give everyone in the world. We need to be demonstrating the joy that is in our hearts, and it should be showing on our faces and in our attitudes. But unfortunately, many times, we run across Christians, born-again believers, that are anything but joyful and show anything but love. I don't know why it is that so many unhappy people that we meet in our churches today If we really think about it, some believers seem to think that being unhappy and complaining is the mark of being a mature, older Christian. But that is not the case. But it it should not be the case for uh, us to, to act like that, nor should it be the defining mark of a Christian or a church. Instead, it should be the connection of love to everyday life that should identify the church and the Christian as ones that Christ has sent to make a difference in this world. There lies our witness and our testimony. As the song said in the intro, that we are to go out and tell the world. It is not hard to find data and surveys that reinforce the argument that a large number of people do not go to church anymore because the members of the church where they attended seem to be judgmental or hypocritical. Many didn't feel as if 
they were connected to the people in the church. And there are even numbers that suggest that people quit coming to church because people are either unfriendly, unwelcoming, or they're cliquish. Many times we describe someone or identify someone by the characteristic that is prominent in that person. If you're talking about a particular person that we know uh, that are prone to be short and blunt in character, then we call them grumpy people. You know, for example, like, like uh, Mr. Bill down the street is a grumpy old man. Or you might say that Mrs. Jones next door is a sweet old lady. People are described by their attitudes and their characteristics. So the question is for you, as the, the one listening, what would people describe you as? What would they know you as? Would you be known as a, a grumpy old person or a, a nice a nice person? Or would you, better yet, be known as a witness for Christ? That is why it is curious that God is given and is described as love, but Christians who are the children and the heirs of the throne can be anything but love to people that see them and witness their life. In their book, Compelled by Love, Dr. Uh, Ed Stetzer and Philip Nation said about God, Scripture isn't saying he is a loving God, although he is. It isn't saying that when we think about love, we need to think about God. Neither is it saying God is like love. Rather, God actually is love. Therefore, the love born from this being is not earthly by nature. It isn't human or it isn't common. It is a divine love. The church is to be known as an extension of God's character. It is to be known as love. As Christians, when our day is done and our family and friends gather around us, I would hope those who knew us would say that we look like God, who is love. We should be like the children that goes to school and take something with them to show and tell. We should be living our lives as if we are taking Jesus with us everywhere and that we are willing to tell everyone about Jesus through our words and through our lives to everyone we come in contact with. We should be excited just like the children that show up before the class to show off what they have for show and tell. We also should be standing before a world that does not know Christ, that are lost and undone and standing in the darkness and telling them about the light and the love of Christ that can be in their life without abandonment or unashamed. So our lives ought to be also like a show and tell before others. How wonderful would it be if the church and us as Christians would be different if we were known for telling people about Jesus and his love as well as showing people that Jesus did what Jesus did with his love. It is interesting, as you look at the scriptures in the New Testament, the word go literally means as you're going. This is saying that we need to be a people prepared daily to carry the message of Jesus Christ to whomever we meet and coming in contact with. We are sent people with a sent purpose. As Christian ambassadors, we do poorly when we try to close 
ourselves off from other opportunities, and this includes withdrawing ourselves within our church community and shrinking back from proclaiming the good news to the community. The church must never lose the sense that we are sent. Staying at home base is not an option that Christ gives us as a church and as a church community. We cannot stay within the walls of our church and act like it's an army fort somewhere in the wilderness in the West, afraid of savages that will harm us. This is not the case. We are surrounded by people who need us desperately to proclaim the good news to them to help them to see that Christ is the answer and Christ is the salvation from an eternal burning hot hell. We never know what our going and being may mean to another person for a particular day. That may be the day that God has placed us in the crossroads with them for them to be able to make a choice that we are able to witness to them at that moment. Not only their choice, but our choices, whether or not to share the gospel, can have an eternal consequence for them and not just us. We are to be a people that go and tell Christ to everyone. We are commissioned, we are told to go, and churches that are needing revitalization, usually it is the case that that aspect of our church worship and our church experience has lacked. The reason that churches are needing revitalization, we have to admit to ourselves that 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 is an area that we have lacked in, that is an area that we have gotten soft on, and that is an area that needs a work in our revitalization effort. No revitalization effort will ever go forward or move the needle forward until we start getting back to our first call. And our first call is to go and tell others about him. A church that is going through the revitalization uh, process must witness and make disciples. It is not a choice. It's an imperative. There cannot be true revitalization in a church without a church going into the world, seeking those who are lost and needs Christ to save them, being bearers of the good news of Christ. We cannot cower back and be afraid to proclaim Jesus to the world that needs him. As a church, this is our sole duty, which is to tell the world about Christ and about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross but not only his sacrifice, but his resurrection. We are to make disciples by intentionally carrying this message to the lost everywhere. We go and prepare to proclaim it to every open door opportunity that is presented before us. Every believer should be known as missionaries going into the world, giving them the word and the love of Christ. We as a church that are in the effects of uh, decline and plateauing and decline, we need to remember and know that we need to be living a missionary passion for the lost. It is the lost that the reason that we're here. Many churches have forgotten this. And we have to determine in our hearts and go and tell everyone. But let's be honest. 
many times it's not easy to be a witness and to have the courage to speak up. But scripture tells us that we need to be ready to give an account at all times. It says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. 1 Peter 3, 15, 16. It is amazing, but there are some people that are just absolute automatic machines of proclaiming the gospel to everyone and anyone that they come into contact with. They are able to uh, regardless of whether they're shopping for groceries in the produce aisle or going to the laundromat or stopping at a restaurant to get food on a trip or, or just walking through a checkout line, that they are able to strike up conversations with people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. These people are amazing. And we see them and we admire their confidence and we admire their boldness and we admire their due diligence of proclaiming the good news. But... I must be honest that it is not easy for most of us to be able to do that. Most of us do not find or have that boldness and courage that comes with proclaiming the gospel like this to others. But many of us, it's like pulling teeth or trimming up the courage to have these conversations. So how are we able to be able to talk about Jesus in our everyday lives? If church and missions are more than an event to which we invite people, if, if we are about original life with gospel intentionality, how do we do everyday evangelism and witnessing to others? The point is, and the, and the practical thing is, that we have to train and practice to do this. We have to practice uh, talking to people and giving Uh, people the good news and practicing uh, talking with folks and this will help us to be able to tell others the next thing would be we got to be patient we need to be patient and let God be God many times we feel like that we have to direct push or drive the conversation towards God in fact if we allow God to do his sovereign work in and through us, he will create opportunities for us to spread the gospel. We don't have to force it. The next thing we have to do is keep it simple. We do not have to get into complicated uh, theological uh, theory and we don't have to do all these things. All we have to do is tell people what God has done for us And just simply tell them that that Jesus came uh, on our behalf and paid a price that we could not pay on the cross of Calvary by shedding his blood. And that he died, that he was buried, but then on Easter morning he rose again so that we could have eternal life. That is the gospel message. That is the truth that we need to be proclaiming to everyone. We don't have to get too complicated with it. But proclaiming the truths of God, we have to uh, tell that God is great, so we don't have to be in control. God is in control of everything. The other gospel truth is that God is glorious, so we don't have to fear others. It is God himself uh, that is the one that receives all the glory for everything. And then God is good, so we don't have to look uh, somewhere else 
that God is the sovereign uh, king that sits on the throne, and then God is gracious. So we don't have to prove anything of ourselves that God is the one that, that gives this grace. The next thing is we need to ask simple questions. We just need to be asking people uh, uh, these simple questions. When, when in our conversation with non-believers, we need to keep in mind that simple but powerful questions can make all the difference for opening door for witnessing and evangelism. Instead of trying to push her your way into the conversation about Jesus, why don't you rather and the norm, use the normal conversation with uh, non-believers and ask simple questions like why and what? These questions of what do you want can lead into conversations about Christ. These questions about how. These questions gives us opportunity that we can speak into their lives speak the truth of God into their life and help them to start to think and to ponder the things that are spiritual and things that are eternal. We just need to tell our story and tell our story how God has helped us and how God is helping us each and every day and what Jesus means to us. And this is the gospel message that we need to be taking out to the world that is lost and undone, that it does not know him, and proclaiming the good news in Jesus Christ. Don't forget the things that I taught you. I've conquered death and I hold the keys. Where I go, you will go to someday. But there's much to do.